0: welcome to the start over coder podcast i am the start over coder and i'm taking you along on my quest taking up a new career as a professional developer and pursuing financial independence today i am happy to be sharing my super super excitement about css grid it is something that i've been meaning to learn since i first learned about it uh, probably a few months ago now and it's something that i kept on the to-do list but have gotten into recently. It has huge community support. And the general consensus is that this is really CSS's future. It is a huge part of the syntax and will be something that developers are using and pending on for years and years to come. And I have now spent the last couple of weeks learning it. And more importantly, I've built something really cool with it. So I'm excited to share about that as well. But before we get into all of that, what is CSS grid? So to go all the way back to the beginning, just, I'll just define CSS. So CSS cascading style sheets are what we use to define how a web page looks, give it all its styles. So what the font color will be, where things are placed on the page. It's basically what makes web pages and HTML look interesting. And grid is a way of laying out that content. That's a little bit different to how it was done before. So it's not a framework, it's not a package, it's just part of native CSS, and it's a method of defining your layout. So grid sits on the display property, you set the display to grid, and then there are quite a few other properties that are grid-specific properties that you use to further define what your grid will look like. And so the absolute basic concept is that for an area on a page, you define it as a grid, you give it a certain number of columns. You can give it a certain number of rows if you want, and it can be anywhere from one to you can set a maximum number, or you can just set it to keep building additional ro- rows or additional columns, depending on the size of the page. So then once you've defined your grid, you can assign what content goes into each spot in the grid and You can do a grid for a whole page so you can make it kind of the layout for a whole web page or it can just be a certain part of a page that you want to have a grid additionally you can have a grid within a grid so you could have a grid as your whole page and then if you want just one little part to have you know a different pattern of columns and rows that you don't want to apply to the whole page you can do that as well so you can nest grids but basically it is a way to lay out your page that is a lot more flexible than previous methods within CSS. And if you're brand new to learning web design and programming, you may think, okay, what's the big deal? Obviously that makes sense that you should be able to just say where on the page you want something to go. And unfortunately that's not what it's been like up until grid has become part of the CSS spec, because it used to be that everything on the page started in the top left corner and then you had to build out from there. So let's say you want a sidebar on the right side of your page and you want it to be stuck there on the right side. You've got to figure out how to put the sidebar there in comparison with all of your other elements on the page and make sure that it still stays in that same place, all based on what's going on from the top left corner, kind of like the zero coordinates for the web page. And to be fair, that did change somewhat when Flexbox came out as part of the CSS3 release. I think that was the early 2010s. And what Flexbox does is it makes, basically it makes those boxes, those elements that you're trying to fit together on a page, it makes them flexible so that the whole thing responds to either the size of the window or the size of the device that you're looking at the page on. And Flexbox is still very useful. It can be used with CSS Grid. There are some differences between the two. Uh, Things that you can use Flexbox for that you can't use CSS Grid for and vice versa. But one of the limitations with Flexbox is that you can only set those flexible properties on either your rows, all of your rows going down the page, or all of your columns going across the page. Whereas grid lets you do both. So you can make it flexible vertically and horizontally. You can move things around in any of those locations and it's just much more flexible and much more simple about, you know, how you might want to lay something out. And then of course to get around this kind of not so straightforward box model, other solutions have come out as well. So Frameworks like Bootstrap and Foundation are good examples of that where they have written a lot of CSS for you and then you install the framework into your project using their CSS and then that gives you a column system that makes it a little bit more simple to lay things out. So let's say you've got a 12 column system or a 16 column system, then you just kind of figure out what you want to go in each of those columns. And you can write a lot less code to do that. And then on top of that, the framework itself is responsive. So it makes it a lot more simple for you to make a really good looking page on any device, any screen size uh, with less code than you would have to do with just plain vanilla CSS. And these frameworks are definitely a great StopGap, I've used them myself, and uh, they're fantastic to use. But because they're on, you know, a set column system, they define the number of columns. So you always have to think about how your project fits into that predefined number of columns. So let's say you're building a page that only needs three columns, then you have to divide what is 12 divided by 3 and then set your three columns to each have a column width of four columns and even just explaining it, you can see that that's very uh, convoluted, you know, obviously it works and it was a huge improvement on what was possible and available before these frameworks came out. But If you had the option to only set a three-column grid from the beginning, then wouldn't you do that? And that's exactly what CSS Grid allows you to do. It's much more straightforward, it's much more simple, and you can achieve those really cool and responsive layouts with just as much, if not less code than you would have to, to use one of those frameworks. So it's just fantastic. So now that we know what it is, obviously everyone wants to just go out and learn it, don't they? So how can you do that? So rather than listing a bunch of resources here, because I have looked at quite a few and, you know, tried quite a few different things, I'm going to include all of the ones that i found the most helpful in the show notes for this episode. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just open Open it up, uh, look at the description, the full description, and you should be able to see a list of those links. If not, you can link to the Start Overcoder website and you'll find it there. But to highlight two of them, first, there is a great conference talk on YouTube and it's called CSS Grid Changes Everything. And that talk, it's about 30 minutes and so watch it on double time if you don't want to spend that much time doing it. But it is really good at explaining kind of how CSS was meant to work before, you know, how it has worked up until now basically since CSS Grid has become uh, available and why you want to use it. And then it gives some examples about how you can implement it. And that's a really good point actually. I should mention that CSS Grid is relatively newly released. It came out in 2017, but a really interesting thing about it is that it came out kind of at about the same time in pretty much all of the modern browsers and not even some modern ones, like pretty much, well, I'm not gonna say all of them, but a lot of them. So there is wide, wide browser support for CSS Grid. So any site that you're building, for the most part, people who you're building the site for, people you can expect to visit your site, will be able to see the layouts that you've created using Grid. You know, it is compatible with lots of different browsers. So that's another reason why it's just awesome. But anyway, back to the resources. The second one I would like to highlight is Wes Boss's CSS Grid video course. And so I have discovered that I myself am a very visual learner. So a lot of the websites that I looked at and a lot of the examples and even just reading the documentation was great and gave me a good idea of how CSS Grid works. But watching this video course was, you know, the game changer as far as my own understanding and my ability to really apply it. So if you're not a visual learner, if you do really well with reading things and reading documentation, I've got some really good resources for that as well. So do check out the show notes, but if not, or if you do really enjoy video courses, this is a great one. So it is free. He goes through all of the syntax and gives really good examples of how you can implement different bits of the syntax and then as part of the course, you also build several projects for practice. So that doing that, going through those exercises really gave me enough information to build a site from scratch. And that brings me to my experience with CSS Grid. So as I said, I've been wanting to learn this for quite a while. It was one of the goals, if you remember the first episode of this new year, it was one of the goals that I set for myself to learn about in the first, you know, three months or so of the year when I laid out my new learning plan. So I had it in mind to do, but then I got an email reminding me that the Start Overcoder website is up for renewal soon. And to be honest, I thought I had a little bit more time for that. I didn't realize it's coming up so quickly on a year since I started this whole project. And if you listen to a few of my previous episodes, you know, also know that uh, I got a really good deal on hosting and my domain for the first year of the site. So back in episode 31, I was talking about how to host websites. And I mentioned the $12 that I paid for my website for the year. That was for both the domain and the hosting for the whole year. Now that it's up for renewal, it's going up to over $110, I think, for the year. So, you know, it's a reasonable number, but I'd rather not pay it if I don't have to. So uh, that was a good inspiration for me to move it off of WordPress and move it away from the host that I've been using. And then also in episode 51, I talked about static website generators, which I've learned quite a bit about recently and have become pretty familiar with. So go back and listen to that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about. But basically, static site generator just makes it so that you can create lots and lots of individual pages that will all link to each other correctly and you add all of the content and it's just in a very manageable way. So now that I feel that I've got the ability with CSS Grid, I've got a method of maintaining a static website really easily, I wanted to do that. So I decided to do that with a Start Over Coder website. So I did the CSS Grid course, as I mentioned, which was fantastic, and then got to building. And so now I'm so excited. I have finished, well, I haven't finished, but uh, it's in a pretty good state, uh, my new Start Overcoder website. I am ready to move it off of WordPress in just a couple of weeks. And I'm using Hexo, the static site generator, to do that. But I've built the entire theme for that site completely from scratch using CSS Grid. And going through the process, I just found that Conceptually, working with a grid layout is just so much easier to understand and easier to figure out when things go wrong compared to using that box model with clears and floats and even using something like Bootstrap where you're constantly thinking about columns uh, because here you can also do things on rows as well and mix the two. So, conceptually, I've just found it very easy to wrap my head around and really easy to build something with, more importantly. And another great thing that I learned through the process of doing the site was that the Firefox developer tools are particularly fantastic for CSS Grid because as of right now, at least, Firefox is the only browser that allows you to uh, turn on a display for your grid. So you can see not only the grid lines, but you can also name the different areas. So you can say This is where the header goes. This is where my main content goes. This is where the footer goes, et cetera. And then in your CSS, you can select a section or a div or whatever, and assign it to that area by name, which is just so simple (laughs) and I really, really enjoy doing that. And so the Firefox developer tools allow you to see the effects of all of that. So simply in the browser, um, with overlays of those grid lines and grid area names and grid areas, et cetera. And on top of all of that, making the site responsive is probably, I'd say, on par with something like Bootstrap or Foundation because, if not easier, actually, I just, it works really well and you don't have to write a lot of code to do it and it's very semantic. You can use actual words rather than call XS mid-seven or, you know, what have you. It's just a lot more Uh, Intuitive than some of the other things that I've worked with in the past. So I am super excited about it, and I will be moving the Start Over Coder website from WordPress to my new host in the next week or so. If you would like to check it out, I would love to have some feedback, so I will put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, you could also just go straight to startovercoder.com slash new. Now, if you're listening to this in the future, that link will not work, but for the next week or so, you can visit startovercoder.com new, see the kind of uh, pre-release version of the website, and please do send me some feedback. There are still some things I'm working on, so... If you click through it, you'll notice very quickly that not all of the links are, you know, linking properly inside the site yet. And there are still some things I'd like to do for kind of widescreen support. But any feedback that you have, any suggestions, I would super, super welcome to hear them. So you can tweet me at StartOverCoder or better yet, send an email to StartOverCoder at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear any feedback about the new site uh, before it goes live. But bottom line, CSS Grid is awesome to work with, really intuitive, really fun, and well worth the time to get acquainted with if you don't already know very much about it. Absolutely, watch the videos, uh, learn some of the syntax, and try to build something little and fun to play around with so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you like what you hear and want to stay with me on this journey of learning to code, starting a new career and pursuing financial independence, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can do it through your favorite podcast app or by visiting startovercoder.com slash subscribe. That's all for this time. Signing off.